This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. This is the show that I teach you how to become a safety consultant. And I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This week, we got a really cool episode. I'm talking to a new old friend. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm putting this. Because uh, Jules de Jesus Fritz. Jules has been part of my family for a long time. And she has known me for quite a long time. And that is actually through our brothers. Yet, we have actually never truly met. But we've always been... Uh, always known about each other throughout the years and it is one of those things where our brothers uh, older brothers uh, they were friends since 16 and now both of them are in their um, mid to late 50s I believe I I don't want to say too much but it's been a while for them right so Jules has an incredible just story of her life and it's not what you would be used to thinking as a safety consultant podcast and a show that is uh, something that teaches you the business of being a safety consultant. But truly, I feel if you are a safety consultant, that means you are taking on the role of an entrepreneur. The entrepreneur role is someone who thinks outside the box. So you're always just thinking of opportunities, how to make things work. And that's great. Your mind is probably going constantly so much that uh, each opportunity could lead to the next, could lead to the next. You're thinking about how to get new clients. You're thinking about how to reinvent yourself. That's why I chose this with Jules. So Jules calls her life a surrender experiment where she chooses faith over fear to follow her intuitions. After overcoming a terminal diagnosis, and then becoming a celebrity makeup artist, Jules and her husband, Josh, they sold everything to rebuild a new devotion to sharing blessings and teaching lessons. This mission with Jules Loves Me is an encouraged resilience and hope by sharing their real life experience. You can hear their stories and intuitions and the insights that Jules Loves Me podcast and more. And you can have spiritual teachings, uh, which is also found on their Jules Love Me site. And it's called, it's actually JulesLoves.me. So it's not that com, it's JulesLoves.me. And uh, you're going to have a blast in this. And actually, you're going to hear another voice in there. And it's the voice of my wife, Marianne. So she's moved off of the interviewee side because I interviewed her twice. And uh, she's actually been a co-host with me once on a holiday special. So uh, I think you're going to love this because she's actually co-hosted. And while I'm doing this interview, uh, I kind of break it up into two different thoughts. One is I really want you to understand where Jules came from. And then uh, some of the entrepreneurship journey that she's been through. And then the other side of this interview is where I want you to think about the aspect of your body or to say the aspect of yourself which is the spiritual side and for being entrepreneurs if you're giving 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 all the time you have to fill up your personal well with something good 
in order for you to start giving back to your clients and giving back to people you teach and uh, everything else. So this is kind of to help you get that that uh, that balance, if you will. So Marianne, myself, and Jules, we we uh, take a little time out. We talk about just about everything entrepreneurship related, as well as the lessons that she's learned throughout her life and how to listen to that still small voice to tell you not to do something or to tell you you got to do this so that uh, without any uh any more giving away of what we talk about we'll uh, go to the interview after the word from our sponsor and uh you're gonna really enjoy this one this this talk with with my new old friend jules de jesus fritz do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested in it. has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. My name is Jules DeJesus Fritz. So if you're wondering, that's Puerto Rican and then German by marriage. So that's how that works out. <laughs> you call me Jules for short. Um, and my life, I like to call it a surrender experiment. So I have been taking leaps of faith and stepping out on that and moving from all these different levels of my life from becoming a celebrity makeup artist all the way to now. Um, I like to say that I am giving blessings and teaching lessons. So that's, that's now where I have uh, transitioned to. So happy to be here with you guys. Oh, excellent. I'm so excited. For those of you that don't know, uh, Jules, her family and my family has been connected by our brothers. Our brothers have been best friends since they were 16, I believe. They were uh, both uh, they were both at a city pool in New York, and they were the lifeguards at this city pool as teenagers. And they just hit it off, and they've been friends ever since, and they're in their 50s now. Sorry, Mark, because they didn't mean give your age. Did. I did not know that that's the story thank you really? for filling me that was for me i didn't know that that's how mark came into our lives <laughs> uh, that's so funny yeah oh. they were literally uh they're stuck together at a city pool in new york and they just hit it off and they became friends ever since oh i love it i've been hearing that story for like 24 years <laughs> yeah you know you know when this part like that's you're gonna be my bestie for life and then sometimes <laughs> it does work out you like feel that. that stuff don't you, you yeah know, you, you just do kind of feel when someone's going to be in your life and it's funny because uh, 
some of you that are now listening, you can tell that there's another voice other than me and Jules. It's my wife, Marianne. Who's, Hello. <laughs> say hi, hon. <laughs> hi. <laughs> She's been on the show three times already. And uh, when we first met, it was like one of those connections where she was my upstairs neighbor moving in. And I, okay, yes, I was attracted to her. And, you know, I was a young 20-something man. So I saw the attraction first. But then when we really started talking, I was like, I don't know how, but some way, somehow, we are going to be connected. And I felt that very strongly. And she said as well. You know, Sheldon, the same thing happened. years of marriage. I, but I think that it, it, it can also go beyond, you know, your marriage type of, you know, situations with like a soulmate or twin flame. I believe it's like when your souls recognize each other and there's something familiar and you can't quite put your finger on it, but you just know that you're meant to have this person in your world and in your life. And so I'm sure the, the listeners right now are thinking of people that they have in their life. So I'm going to challenge your audience to text them and to say hello or pick up the phone and call and tell that person that you thought about them and that they stood out in your life. So that's my challenge. Like, look, Excellent. I've been here two minutes and I'm already issuing challenges. <laughs> You're giving homework. I love it. I'm giving homework. I told you. Give the blessings and teach the lessons. <laughs> I like that twin flames. Uh, was that something you coined or something you came across? No, actually, my brother Jose um, taught me about Twin Flames. So uh, Josh and I were married on 11-11-11. And um, so a lot of, I don't know if you've ever seen the time at 11-11 and it's like... Constantly. Right, right. It's it's one of those things. And so it's like almost the universe is winking at you and uh, letting you know that you're present in this moment. And so all is well. And so I, um, my, our son, Julian, our first son was born at 11, 11 PM. And so when I was telling Jose and he said, of course, because you guys are twin flames. And I'm like, what does that mean? And it's just a deeper connection than your soulmate connection. And what it is, it's almost the, you know, Google it. There's lots of information on it, but it's a twin flame is there to basically push you on your spiritual journey. And so they are there in partnership with you to bring out the best of your potential of who you're really meant to be. And so, and sometimes that mirroring, uh, you know, and that push in the partnership can be really tricky. Uh, But the thing is, is that when you know that you're in the right partnership and it is based in love and trust for each other, it's amazing what can happen. So I know that I'm at level I am because I have the twin flame connection with my husband, Josh. So I'm grateful for him and and all that. But I also believe that our children are spiritual partners with us too, because they are definitely pushing us, getting us to the next level of who we meant to be. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. See, you're on the other spectrum for us. Our kids are 21 and 23. So uh, we've, we've gone through that spectrum where you are, where your kids are so young that, you know, it's truly one of those things that as you're seeing their lives develop and you're seeing even personalities develop, you kind of feel like, like, uh, you're witnessing not only from birth, you're witnessing, you know, an independent person, but then now this life force is in the world and they're going to do special things too. And sometimes you see it as they're developing their lives. They're like, wow, we did this. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I love, and side note for the parents that are listening, um, there's a book called The Conscious Parent that is phenomenal. Um, Dr. Shafali put it together and um, she's like one of Oprah's new thought leaders. And um, and she talks about that, you know, that partnership and all. So I'm sure the entrepreneurs in the audience, parents that are in the audience to check out the book, The Conscious Parent, uh, that's, it's very helpful with not only understanding more about yourself, uh, but also your role as a parent and also, you know, that level of understanding, again, more of yourself, because then when you understand more of yourself, you realize, oh, I do this because or I like this because it's not that I, oh, I'm so different. It's that this is just the flavor of me that has been baked in over the years. And that's cool. And that's great. And so with entrepreneurship, I know that that's a big part of confidence building um, that helped me was also learning in my parenting um, to be confident in that and own that. And then I saw it just kind of go across the board into business, into personal relationships, into my relationship with myself. So I think the more that you know yourself that I'm always a a big encourager of self-discovery because in there you find the truth and then you're like, oh, well now it makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, When we did our session with you on Sunday and you have your group session where you get everyone together and you've been really, uh, I don't know, you said it was your second time doing it, but I remember just in the beginning when Josh was giving his intro and he mentioned about uh, just the four parts of himself that he has to have self-care with, uh, being physically in attuned to, you know, his yeah. body, his mind, uh, his spirit, and then what was the other one? Emotional. Emotional. Right? Yeah, you got it. You got, yay, great students. Which is good. Yes. And I believe like, um, and the reason I am, why I chose Jules for this one for the audience is uh, truly have all those components when you are being your own boss and and if you're out of balance in any way, sometimes it's out of of balance because of uh, your, your headlong into a project or the entrepreneurship just takes over but if you don't get back into balance then it kind of messes you up for life you know for for that portion i shouldn't say for life but just for that portion of your life right you're completely out of balance but so for me i would i'd really want to get like a get like an understanding of that a little bit deeper especially from your view of an entrepreneur but staying in balance. What, what's your, your view on those things? Oh, that's such a great question. The, the idea of having those different parts balanced is key because what happens as an entrepreneur is you're faced with so many things. You're wearing all of the hats. You're feeling all of the stress, right? So even if you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, there's not really a place that you land and you're like, all right, I got it figured out. I am good. I mean, it always feels like it's an ever evolving process because you are an ever evolving being. And so when you don't pay attention to that fact, I feel like you'll drive yourself nuts just trying to kind of chase your tail. So I remember, for example, in the beginning, um, I, I kept wanting to hit this one goal or, or just one place of feeling that I could then stay there and just enjoy that 
you know, but what was happening is that that wasn't the case. And so I kept frustrating myself and feeling so much stress because I would just keep kind of wanting to overachieve and reach and reach. And, and the thing was, is that I really needed to also pay attention to as the person being the entrepreneur, I was growing and developing myself. And so yeah. this was going to show up in how I did business. And so the more confidence that I had in learning myself, the more confidence I had in allowing myself to look at my business and, and allow it to evolve and change. And so, you know, when you're looking at those different parts and what we talked about in our session was if my uh, physical body is not doing well, like if I'm in pain or I'm hurt or something like that, well, that's going to throw off all the other departments. And so a lot of times we will just push right on through. And so, um, you know, how many times have we operated and making very important big decisions and maybe our battery is only at about 10% within our whole as a being, you know, and, and that's not really a great place to do decision-making from. But if you're not aware of that and you're just doing what you feel like you need to do, then you can cause yourself to just go around in circles. You can cause yourself to make, um, I, I hate to use the word mistakes, but do things Poor that decisions. you would have done differently had you maybe had more sleep in you or had more um, just time to sit in the stillness and just feel the decision and l allow your body to become a part of it. So for me, it's all about being integrated. You know, it's not about just making the right decisions on paper. It's about it feeling right. And it, you know, just hitting all those marks for me. Excellent. Uh, that's that's a, a good point. And, uh, anything to add before yeah, I, I, I just... had another thought, but I wanted to make sure I, I got it. <laughs> Not, my thought was knowing some of the the books and authors that you follow, I'm going to make an, um, kind of a jump that you probably also follow the frame of, of thinking that it's not always working harder, harder, harder to achieve what you're wanting. You have to get to a point and then kind of ease back on the work a little bit to allow those things that you're putting out there, say, into the universe, right? To let them actually start taking hold and and give them an opportunity to to manifest and, you know, create what you want without keep pushing through. I think sometimes we work so hard that we miss those opportunities and then it's passed by and now we're thinking of something else and when, you know, we're working ourselves to death, so to speak, and oh, not yeah. really you giving got a it. chance to just happen. Right. And, and there, I think I want to say two parts to what you just brought up. So one thing is sometimes what I learned, and this is when I was in the midst of a, a very successful makeup artistry career. I was running um, a big, you know, makeup agency, beauty agency, sending artists out, like I'm running things. Right. And I'm in, and so in that mode of just grinding and hustling and being proud of it, you know, wearing it as a badge of honor, I was real. I looked at this, um, I'll give you the visual. It was as if there were a stove in front of me and I just kept finding pots to put on the stove so I could stir them. 
so I could feel my worth in how busy I was. And so I know that as a culture, this is kind of where we will find ourselves because it's just, it's all about what are you producing? What are you putting out there? And the thing is, is that I felt that I had to because I wanted to stay relevant. I wanted to feel like I was continuously, you know, moving up this ladder that was actually invisible. It wasn't even there. And so I was just, again, chasing my tail. And so I decided, I remember when I thought about it, like having those pots on the stove that I was just continuously stirring, I thought, I don't want to keep doing this because I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired, Sheldon, on all those levels that you mentioned. I'm tired physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. All of it. I'm so wore out. And this was about the time that I became a mom. And I decided that, oh, I need to really check everything that I'm doing and double check it to make sure that my time is being spent where I want it to be spent versus where I feel obligated to spend it. And so as an entrepreneur, I believe that when you go into business, when you make that decision to go into business for yourself and you take that leap of faith, because that's what it is. You're taking a leap of faith. You're stepping away from the guaranteed money. You're stepping away from the guaranteed security that you believe, I should say that, Mm -hmm. that you believe is guaranteed and secure, right? So when you're taking that opportunity and trusting in yourself, you have to know that you did that because you are answering a call from within. You got a feeling and you're like, man, I think I can do something. I think I can do it maybe better than the way I'm doing it. Or I have this new idea and I want to give it room to grow, right? So you started it there, but then what happens? So that's what happened with me. I started the, the agency because I felt such a call to become a makeup artist. So I'll, I'll give yeah, you a background. Let's get to that while you're still thinking about that. Give us a, a, a superwoman origin story uh, so that everyone can follow along with you. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 uh, great. Because I was let's, actually going to say, the, the I feel like I need side. to back you up on yeah, where yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. from yeah. so I can get my street cred with everybody. So everybody knows <laughs> yeah, that. There I'm you like, go. I'm, I'm on with that. Go for I'm it. Doing the work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor is what happened. And so at the time I was working for a big box retailer and I was the store manager. And so I'm on track and I was 25 at the time. So I was on track to make lots and lots of money, right? So I'm doing my job. I hate my job, but I don't care because I have potential to make lots and lots of money. Where were you? The benefits, I have the... um, I have the benefits, I have the 401k, all of that. Um, and so what happens, I was working at Bed Bath & Beyond. And uh. so they're, they're, you know, I have no problem with the company. It just wasn't for me. Like, it just wasn't where I was supposed to be. But in that moment, it was because it taught me a lot. And so I was... doing a display in the store and um, during store hours how we did things and I was looking at the wall and trying to figure out where I was going to put things next to me was my ladder which was about 20 feet tall and uh, there's a 20 pound box of peg hooks that I was working from as I was building this and just you know side note not only did I hate my job 
because it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. Everyone around me knew that I wasn't supposed to be in that job too. So it was mutual. Like it was like, uh, this girl, she doesn't know. And I'm like, I'm doing my best, you know? So I'm just, I'm just here trying to get my good y'all. So I'm making my display and a customer ran into the ladder and knocked the box off of the ladder and it fell as if there were a bullseye right square in my head. Bam. So here's the funny part. A few nights before, again, I'm telling you how, you know, it was mutual. Like I didn't want to be there. They didn't really want me. The employees, the management loved me. They thought I was great, but the, the people there knew that my heart wasn't in it. You can feel that, right? So I was crying and I was praying and I was like, I hate my job. Please take me out of this. If there's anything that I'm missing, if there's a, a, a signal, a clue, and I'm missing it, please don't let me miss it, God. I'm, I, it hit me in the head with a box. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you so go. Missing. <laughs> Y'all, so make sure when you pray, be very careful with words because your words are powerful, okay? I know this from experience. So maybe pray for a pillow. So if a pillow hits you in the head, you know you've got to look at your life. Okay, can we make an agreement on that deal? All right. So box hits me. I rupture three discs in my C-spine. I'm out. Workers comp, I'm out. I can't go back to work. I have no choice. So I was removed from the situation, right? So sometimes this will happen because you're, Josh actually gave me this language. Sometimes you will be rerouted because you're going so far in the wrong direction. So I was rerouted. I go to the doctor's office and I'm, you know, they're talking about the scans and whatever. And they give me the news Um, while I'm by myself in the office. And they say, uh, don't know how to tell you this, but you actually have an inoperable tumor that we can see and we need to check into it more and and work on it because based on location we just know we're not going to be able to biopsy it without hurting you so we've got to figure this out so then started the next two years of doctor's appointments with neurosurgeons and neurologists and medications and it was horrible so in that process you know in that in that appointment i said you know how long do i have to live like immediately that's the first thing you know like what do you mean and he said we don't know since we can't biopsy it and all i can tell you is that it could be 10 days it could be 10 years not sure but what we do know is stress will accelerate your symptoms so don't stress out and i was like what? what a way to not stress out, right? What do you mean? <laughs> like, so wow. I started to feel my body. Uh, what they told me is essentially like I had awoken the sleeping giant. So I'm out of my job. I'm away. I'm, I'm sitting with myself and I'm trying to, you know, figure out how to make the most of whatever life I have. And I was out with a girlfriend and she introduced me and I had a long career of being a makeup artist in my heart. I was always painting everybody. I was always doing something from age eight started instead of mowing the grass. I was like doing manicures for five bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always been me. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you that was your lemonade stand. Yeah. That was my lemonade stand. Yeah. I'm like, come over, bring your, 
Miss Clairol, I'll put it in, give me $5, you know, I'll make it real clean on the hairline. I got you. So, you know, this is me. I don't, and so I'm, I'm, uh, you know, she knows this part of me and she introduced me and says, oh, this is my friend Jules. She's a makeup artist. And I remember looking at her like, that's what I am. I'm a makeup artist. <gasps> oh, so then I said, well, let me figure that out. So I started going into different classes and getting certifications so I could try to be a makeup artist because if I was going to die, y'all, let me go out with guns blazing. Let me try to do this. Yeah. But this was back in 2006. Like makeup wasn't what makeup is now. This was, this was in like, Florida or was this in Georgia? It was in Florida. So I was in Florida and I was trying to, and Florida was not the best market for me. Like I was trying to get um, anybody to, I was like, can, can somebody just give me $25? In was, Sebring, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, I'll, I'll let you do my makeup for free. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm, you know, doing my best to just become professional and then take the hobby, if you will, take the free gift I'd be giving people and turn it into something like a career and, and just, I wanted to pay my rent kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm still going through my appointments and I'm still going through that whole process. And, um, and at this point I'm still activating what I can do, which is not stress, right? Tell me don't stress. But then I started using positive thinking. And so at this time, back in 2006, I was introduced to The Secret. I don't know if oh, you guys yeah. remember when oh, that yes. one came out, right? Oh, so yeah. in the movie, The Secret, right? They start showing you all these ideas of people who have, uh, you know, terminal illnesses and they beat cancer and they beat that. And I was like, well, if they could do it. I can surely try to do it. And so I started to become very aware of how I was speaking to myself internally. I became very aware of what my intentions were with my actions. And again, with this precious life that now I know to be short, what am I going to do with it? And so that's when I decided to keep moving forward. And I decided uh, to take an invitation to go to Savannah, Georgia. And boom, it was it. You know, it was like, as soon as I was ready, to take the next step, the next step was then available. And then I kept going and then I kept going. So that's one thing that I can say. It always happens like that for me when I can allow myself to just kind of take my hands off of it a little bit and just sit with it. It mm -hmm. becomes very clear of what the next move is because I can feel it. And a lot of times if you try to ignore it and you try to do what everyone else is telling you to do, that's when you get confused. That's when you get overwhelmed. That's when this doesn't become fun anymore. So that's what I said. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I'll just try. I'll just try to be a makeup artist. Let's see what happens. Well, it's amazing how things work out. They get to Savannah mm -hmm. and I get there and it's before makeup becomes a thing. So I decide I want to create an experience. What breaks my heart about makeup, right, is people feeling, well, I'll tell you that I went to the mall to buy a lip gloss, like no big deal. And there was a prom happening. And so I don't know if you've ever seen that, uh, where there's like a whole bunch of high schoolers yeah. at the makeup counter and they're mm -hmm. all getting their makeup done. Well, mm -hmm. there was also a bride and she had her veil and she's sitting there 
and no one's caring about her. Everybody's all, it's, it's just, you know, chaos. And I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm thinking, why are you at the mall on your wedding day? Like, oh my gosh. And not judging her, but just on the level of like, I wanted to hug her. I wanted to yeah. dote on her. I wanted to love her. And and so I that stuck with me. I didn't talk to her, but I left. I didn't even buy the lip gloss. just got out of there. And I was like, what? Maybe she didn't have an option. Maybe yeah, right. this is the only way she could get her makeup done and feel good. Maybe and I thought, I would love to be her friend. I would love to have been with her and, and just, you know, lavish her with my love and, and just paint her and, and make her feel as beautiful as I see her to be, right? Oh, well, maybe that'll be my, my thing. I'll create an experience. Okay, so I started doing that. I got goosebumps wow. just talking about that because wow. it was so like clear when I felt it the first time as it is right now. And wow. I, I remember that was the whole idea, just my intention, my intention. So I told you people wouldn't give me $25 when I was in Florida, right? <laughs> yeah. The same girl, the same makeup, the same heart, was in Georgia and I started at 125 an hour or a face, which is yeah. about 30 minutes of work. And I started booking it and booking and booking. And I was like, whoa, okay. So there's something here. And yeah. then it continued to grow. So no, I, when you say grow, you're being modest. <laughs> go ahead. Tell us how this grows. So I continued with the secret and I, uh, I had my vision board and I put Paula Dean on the vision board because you can't go to Savannah and not don't, you know, care about Paula Dean. And so I wanted to work with her and I, and I wanted to, you know, have, have these things and, and, yeah. and have these experiences. And I felt that I deserved it and, and I was worthy of it. And so it was just a matter of time. That's how I felt. It just hasn't happened yet. That was my mentality and has always been my mentality. And so I kept doing what I was doing and, and stayed focused on that, stayed focused on the daily, stayed focused on what felt right. You know, like, cause I knew I was very clear at that point that something was guiding me to yeah. make these decisions. Like I could get involved, meaning my ego and how I think I should do it. And I could probably get my own way or I could just keep feeling what felt right. Like that inside, that deep inner knowing. Mm -hmm. And so I, when I tuned into that, doors were opening, doors were just opening. And before I knew it, I was moving out of the wedding world and I had a team of artists that I trained to yeah. take over that world for me. And I started to explore the TV world, the film world, the fashion world. And it was amazing because I was able to try on all these different things that I know was a part of this process for me. It was all information gathering. It was all experience gathering. It was all trust building for myself. You yeah. know, I got to try myself out in very high stress situations and see that I could handle it because I trusted that I could, you know, I went in there and, and I said, all right, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to go for it. And I would, you know, and, um, back to the brain tumor side of it. So I'm, yeah. I'm full out working in the, um, in the makeup world. And, um, I also had a back injury from a car accident that happened. And, uh, soon after the, uh, 
finding the brain tumor. So I was like, goodness, I got a lot of stuff going on. So I, um, so we, we were like, well, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but basically I'll just keep showing up to these appointments and, and it'll lead me to where I'm supposed to be. So it became very clear that I was going to need to have back surgery. And um, because I'm a busy makeup artist now and I'm lugging this gear around and I'm standing for eight to 10 hours a day, like I, wow. I, it started to really cause a lot of pain. And so I, um, my well, he was my boyfriend at the time, Josh, just like, have you ever thought about India or going to another country for back surgery? Because I didn't have insurance. I'm an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. I... Um, the, the girl who hit me the, in the car accident, her insurance was gone long, long, long ago. Yeah, no. Uh, there was no way for me to have this very expensive back surgery. And so he was like, have you ever considered? And I was like, third world country, what are you talking about? <laughs> you silly. And so he was like, no, no, no. When I was in school, there was this class and, and we talked about medical tourism and, and you know, it's, it's a big thing. You should check it out. And so thank goodness that we did. And so we explored that option. Long story short, I went to India for back surgery. And when I was there, they also had um, a procedure called gamma knife that was available for me. So in, in operable situations, I was a candidate. And wow. so um, so when I went to the hospital uh, in India, so first time in a third world country, first major surgery, like we're just going to go get, like I said, guns blazing, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so, so I get there and they're like, um, so you're going to have, you, you want us to check your brain for potential surgery as well? Oh, you're here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here. And they were like, and you're having back surgery. I was like, yeah, yeah, that too. And they were like, why are you going to do your back? if you know you're going to die. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> I just kind of thought all of my life was precious every moment. And I would like the quality of it to be the most that it can be. So that's yeah. why. And uh, so I went through the process for the gamma knife. And so that includes fresh MRIs, fresh scans. And they called Josh in and the tech said, look, look at this. What do you see? And he's like, ah, I don't know, a brain? And he said, there's there's nothing. There's no tumor. There's It's gone. Wow. It's completely gone. And so yes. it, it was amazing. So they came in and wow. gave me the news. And I was so like, what? You know, so That's I knew crazy. that my positive thinking work had worked. You know, I knew it. I knew that I had... I, my power of intention that I linked up with the source of life and, and did everything I could to allow the healing to happen, you know, to, to be open to that. And, uh, so I had the back surgery and it was, um, I was walking within three days. It was amazing. Like, you know, the whole thing was great. And with that back surgery, I, um, they wanted to do the procedure differently. Well, they wanted to do it the way they did it. And and it required cutting me in the st down the stomach. And stay with me, entrepreneurs that are listening to this, because yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> this is going to, again, tell you about how listening to your inner knowing is everything in every moment.
moment. Yeah. So they say, we're going to cut you down your stomach. And I was like, no, 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 I'm having back surgery, not um, something to do with my stomach. And they were like, yeah, but your lower back, it's the positioning. We have to go through your stomach. So it's going to be a question mark around your, basically a question mark. So around your belly button down to your groin. I was like, ah, no, that's not going to happen. And they were like, what? And I said, that's, that's, we got to figure out another way. Cause I wouldn't have come all the way to India had I known that y'all were going to, and Josh is looking at me like, what is wrong with you? You are, we're going to have, you're going to have surgery tomorrow. We already paid for this. Like, what are you? I was like, no, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And everything in me was like, uh, uh. And so I said, we, can we come up with another option? So my doctor looked at me like I was crazy, like insane membrane for real. He was just like, okay, so he gets the vascular surgeon. So now there's another team and it's just me. Okay. Like me, I'm 26 years old. I'm with a team of doctors looking at me like, who are you? And I was That's like, really I get it. For 26, 26, I, I like, you don't really have right. that, that yeah, empowerment. That knowing and- yeah, that no, but I was like, you are not going to cut me, you know, like I, I got to make sure. And I, this is what I told them. I said, I get it. I see how you're looking at me as if I'm some vain American makeup artist that is just here telling you how to do your job. But all I can tell you is that this is my body. And if I don't stand up for myself and know that I ask every single question that I feel, I will go back to the United States and feel terrible for the rest of my life. And I can't afford that. So is there another way? Is there another way? Can we brainstorm? Can you allow yourself to be open to this makeup artist? (laughs) (laughs) What? And I said, well, my mom, had that same incision you're talking about for me. And I now, because of the C-section that was required for me, I said, well, now we know that you can have a bikini cut with that same surgery. So is that an option? And they were like, hmm, I don't know. We never thought about it. Everybody just normally does what we tell them to do. So we're going (laughs) to talk to the OBGYN department and see. So now there's like a hospital meeting happening. Wow. Wow. And I'm like, I don't care. Y'all figure it out. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm in my room, like Googling horrible scars. Don't do that. Don't do oh, that. Oh man, that's you know, gonna and I'm mess like scaring myself. I'm like, what are yeah, no kidding. So, so the next morning, they wake me up early for the surgery, and and the vascular surgeon draws the line very low, um, very very low. He says, "Is this cosmetically acceptable for you?" And I said, "You know what." It sure is. And I started crying. I was so happy. Come to find out, this now is an offer. They offer this. This is now a procedure that they offer to Western women who don't wear saris all the time. Remember? Oh, my goodness. Awesome. So I made it into the medical journal. Like the, 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 the person who did my disc, uh, my implant, wanted to come meet me. Like... So I say this story, not because I'm awesome. It's an example of you have to always listen to your instincts, no matter what. And that will show up in your business. That will show up in you being an entrepreneur because that's what it's all about. You're, you stepped out as an entrepreneur to prove that you know that there is something in you that wants to do something greater than what you were doing. 
and that's the truth of it. So you can't yeah, well, ignore it when you start getting in it. You can't be like, no, no, no. That's well, LinkedIn says I should do it. This, yeah, whatever. What does your gut say? What does your inner knowing say? So you might stay on that for a second, because um, some people, and truly, uh, to me, when I first started thinking about what didn't feel right when I went to certain businesses, sometimes I push things because of just the money. Like for instance, I still say today, one of my biggest failures that, you know, I don't have much that I would call a failure at all, but I signed on to write a book from Elsevier, which was, you know, a very big publishing company, Science Direct and everything comes from Elsevier. And I was supposed to write a book and I, you know, could, while I was signing it, I was taking a picture to post on Instagram and all that stuff. I was really into it. But yeah. my gut said, you know, I don't know if you should be writing this type of technical book the way that they want it to. And I just rationalized it because it was going to make me, you know, think famous in my mind, or it was going to be something that uh, it would be a title or a name saying, you know, author, you know. Sure. And yeah. I never fulfilled it to this day. And it's, you know, seven years ago. And I didn't listen to my gut then. But along the way, I've kind of gotten a little bit better at that. And then my gut goes wrong. I asked Mary Ann's gut. <laughs> uh, partnerships. Yes. Yeah. So the, the long way around that is if you are now reaching out to do your own business, be your own entrepreneur, how do you like even practice listening to your gut is there some things i know everyone's probably different but are there any universal things that will say this is a gut speaking and you know i'm literally not thinking your stomach but you know your intuition speaking uh is there anything that you've learned along the way maybe even for you that might translate to the rest of us that says if this is the feeling it's intuition don't let it go <laughs> yes and i i think that it is universal guys i think it is you know know why because if you are feeling the mixed signals the mixed feelings of it right so like you something you have you're presented with um, maybe a new client maybe you're presented with an opportunity of that nature right but you know like something about it immediately doesn't sit well with you that's yeah. a clue that's a clue that's a very easy clue but then if you're like Ah, the money would be really great. Ah, all right. I don't know. Well, I would really like to add that logo to my client list. Yeah. I really just want to put that on my resume, right? I want to I want to have that. I want that title of doing that job. But again, you know that there's something about it that's not jiving. There's something about it that's making you question it because you're talking yourself into it. That mm -hmm. is a huge clue. So if you're even having to do the back and forth of like, hmm, I'm not sure, right? That's a clue to just wait a minute and just hit pause and sit with it because it might just require that you just take more time 
to be more intentional with the the process of it. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's because this is not the right thing for you and you know it. Maybe it's because you're only doing it for the money. And we all know that when you do things for money, for only the money, it will bite you in the butt. It will. That that always happens. Somehow, some way you end up feeling it. So I, I live by the mantra and this is what I guide all of my students. If it's not a hell yes, it's probably a no. This is Sheldon Primus, the host of the Safety Consultant Podcast. During this time, we've all been tightening our belts because of COVID-19. I have been as well. Recently, I've found cost-effective alternatives to some of the services and programs that I was using, such as email marketing, hosting services, and even one of my favorites, Teachable. Visit sheldonprimus.com backslash resources for special offers to help you reduce your business overhead. If you're hosting a podcast or want to host a podcast, then visit sheldonprimus.com backslash hosting for a knockout deal. Don't give up on your dream. Get smarter on the back end of your business. Welcome back to the episode. And before we get into the tip of the week, I truly want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And I would love for you to be a subscriber. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Share it with a friend, share it with a colleague, share it with someone that you feel might truly be on the path to entrepreneurship, even if it's not safety consultant per se, but they are on the path for entrepreneurship. And I would just encourage you, if you want to, to send me an email at sheldon at safetyconsultant.us and let me know if you are interested in being on the podcast. And then also, if you have any tips or ideas that you want me to share with my audience that you may have. And then I can also open this up to any things that you want me to touch on in the future. So I'll be able to understand you better as the audience and give you information that you really need to help you with your business. So right now I want to do the tip of the week and the tip of the week, I'm going to actually uh, throw this in. I know we have another episode with Jules coming up and she currently doesn't have anything on the calendar for the breathing room as of July. Oh, actually we're in August now, August 2nd, 2020. So I would like just for you to do this, get on her mailing list. So go to JulesLoves.me. And my wife and I did this. You kind of heard us, uh, heard a reference to a session that uh, my wife and I did with Jules and Josh. This is called The Breathing Room, and it's really cool. They actually uh, meet, uh, I guess this was the second one that they did. So people that are on their mailing list, people that are uh, been, there's they have a Patreon uh, group that you could join as well. So they get a hold of their list and they let them know that we're going to do a little session together. It's a Zoom session at this time. And they kind of go over a spiritual principle. They don't bog you down with a whole bunch of spiritual principles, but you get it from the male perspective through Josh and the female uh, perspective through Jules. And 
it's an opportunity for you to also uh, connect with other people that are on the same uh, spiritual journey, if you want, or at least uh, people who believe that you need to unplug <laughs> from what's happening. And, you know, there's a few things happening in this world right now. So it's a way to unplug from that and get a good breath, get a <sighs> breathing room. And that's truly what they call it, the breathing room. So if you go to julesloves.me slash breathing hyphen room, then you can find it or just go to julesloveme dot or juleslove.me and then uh, you'll see it under events section. You'll see the breathing room. So whenever they're about to do that one again, then I would say go ahead and do that. But until you get there, uh, you can also go to her inspiring blogs. And she has one called Affirmations. That's a great one to do. Uh, just kind of go through her blog and, and read some of those. And then she also has some videos there as well. So that's a, another good way of just unplugging, connecting, filling yourself up before you get to your clients, avoiding personal burnout. Because if you get burnt out as a consultant, that means that you're going to end up looking for another job other than working for yourself because you get burnt out by this thing uh, because you've given, given, given too much and maybe not gotten back the perceived effort that you have put out and that could burn you out because you try harder and harder to get that effort or you just truly doesn't um things happen where you get dumped on or feel that way so in those cases you need to you know break away from that for a little and truly even though it doesn't seem like i'm talking about things specifically for safety consultant i am it is part of you you are the being you are the franchise so if the franchise isn't, you know, thoroughly protected, then you're going to end up having an issue. So truly, I would say for the tip of the week, and normally I give you guys some other resources, that's technical resources, but I'm giving you one that is a spiritual resource for this week. So go to julesloves.me, uh, sign up for her newsletter breathing room if uh, as soon as she gets the next one get signed up for that one as well and if you want to help her out go to the patreon page and you'll find that also as uh, the get connected I believe is the section they call it there but I would encourage you to do that take some time for you spiritually so that you could keep your mind going and I needed that breathing room we did last uh, session which was uh, last Sunday which was the last Sunday in July I needed that, truly. I've been kind of going with all kinds of opportunities in my head and things that are coming up, and I'm writing a course for uh, I'm revamping my course that I currently have, the Safety Blueprint course. So if you go to safetyconsultantblueprint.com, uh, there's a new version of that course that includes coronavirus issues for the safety consultant. And I'm thinking of another one I'm going to do. I won't say it yet. And now I'm also working on uh, instructional design for SMEs. It's a uh, three-day event, so I've been trying to fi uh, figure out how I'm going to do that. I already posted it, so you can just go to uh, sheldonprimus.com backslash live, and you can uh, register right now for early bird tickets. But a lot of that's been going through my mind, so I haven't been doing self-care like I need to. 
so that's why that breathing room I did with Jules and Josh last week, I needed that. I really did. So I am adding that as the tip of the week. And next week, we're going to continue our conversation with Jules. We'll actually talk a little bit more on the spiritual side. Uh, This week, you got a lot of her journey and some of the things that got her through her journey. But next week, we'll talk about the self-care and helping people and teaching people how to have better self-care. And that is next week's. So in, in preparation for that, I would say go ahead and get on her newsletter. All right, so that is the tip of the week. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.